Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Do you have school-aged children? Are your kids about to enter into primary school or into high school? Well, then this episode is for you because we will be discussing everything to do with schools and divorce. Welcome, Mum. Hello, Laura. (laughs) Now, actually, I have an auntie. You have a sister. Yes. And she has been a school principal. She has been. And a a primary school teacher, and she's done the lot. And I was a primary school teacher, and you were a primary school teacher. Yes, for a little while. So, well, and you mostly a lawyer, but you decided yes. primary school teaching and then you realised primary school teaching was, my, was too hard. It was my first, <laughs> my first midlife crisis. It was too hard. It really was. I'd rather have a trial, be, be in front of a judge than, than 25 kids. 25 little kids. Well, anyway, so we've, we've all been in the teacher space, but mm-hmm. my auntie, your sister, yes. said, Laura, you should do an episode about this because it's an unclear space for a lot of people. So yes. today we're going to be covering... What schools can and can't do with yes. the court. Yeah. Uh, you're going to tell us about what our listeners can and can't do when yes. it comes to school. And we're going to cover some big issues about changing schools, choosing choosing schools and repeating mm-hmm. extracurricular activities. <sighs> and we're also going to give you five tips, the five main real things you need to remember when it comes to school, your kids and potential orders or potential court or court orders and what to do. Auntie Christine's doctor's right in it, hasn't she? (laughs) (laughs) But Auntie Christy is smart though, because she's probably come across a lot of people. And one Mm. of the other things is we've had a lot of people write in uh, saying, help, I don't know what to do, this has happened. And one yes. of the one of the things which we will talk about is they're changing the kids' schools. Okay. You know, so so that kind of stuff we really do need to touch on. But let's mm. start with what schools can and can't do. Our listener maybe is at a primary school and their child is in grade let's get let's make up a random uh child's in grade two mm-hmm. and they're getting divorced. Yep. What what happens with the schools? Okay. So the first thing I recommend my clients to do is to let the school know that there's things happening at home mm-hmm. uh, because children do act out and it would be really terrible if they're um, sort of playing up in their class and end up with detention or worse, you know, like, like segregated or letters home when they're also dealing with this stuff at home. No matter how much you try to protect them, they Mm. are aware that one or other parent isn't there. Mm. So I would talk to the school teacher, to the teacher, maybe if they've got a pastoral care or a counsellor, let them know what's going on. Um, And of course, the office, Mm. let them know if one of you's got to change contact details. Um, I'd be, if you end up with any court orders, I'd let them have them in the court at all times so they're on the file and, in fact, keep them up to date with the latest court orders. Okay, so I think people always worry about that. Am I supposed to give court yes, orders? Yes, you must. You must. Okay, yeah. all right. And contact detail-wise, maybe some people listening might be a bit, little bit embarrassed to go up to the office mm. and say it, but but as you pointed out, Mum, pretty much half of every class has got kids with separated right. parents. So it's the schools are well-versed in dealing with separated parents, whether you're amicable or not. Yeah. So as long as you just let the ladies or the gentleman mm. at the office know, here's my new contact details, here's my 
partners. In fact, in our course, we have a letter that you can write. We do. I remember that. Yes. yes. So yes. in that early stage, we've got all those letters to let yes. people know. Okay. So the school can do that. Mm. What can't they do? Well, they can't implement the orders, really. Um, they can't stop a parent taking a child. Also, when it comes to custody, it's living yes. with. So if it's a changeover day or something, there's Well, even if it's it. not, if the other parent turns up at the school and takes the child out, there's nothing the school can do uh, because they don't have rights that are over the parents' rights mm. and they're not the police. All you can ask them to do is to telephone you. Mm. immediately mm. if anything like that is happening. Yeah. Um, that's all you can do. And um, that's why they need to be aware. Mm. And and if they if they telephone you and the person has, the other person's already taken the child with them, um, then at least you're very quickly on the front foot. You can get an application into the court if you have to, or you can um, ring their lawyers or, you know, find out what's going on and stop. Like um, it will ultimately take either an order of the court or the p- police or someone to talk sense to this person mm. um, to get the children back. But the sooner you start, the better. And sometimes you can turn up in advan- in time to stop it happening. Right. Try not to fight for yeah, the Yeah, that child. would be terrible to have a big fight at the I school I do remember one awful case uh, where apparently there was a parent on each arm, literally, mm. of a child. So, um, and that, the Boy, did the judge have a lot to say to both of them. Mm. So it's got to be civil. I think that child's therapist is going to have a lot to say when it's older. But I understand, you know, it's particularly right at the beginning of separation, Mm. maybe when everything's unclear. Mm. It can be really hard, I guess, for parents and everyone's emotional. But I think, again, we've got to remember it. also the children have friends and older kids will be mortified if their parents are behaving like, crazy at the at the, the gate so you got to keep all of that in mind yeah, but, and walk away if you have to but that's, and deal with it later not in front of the child keep it all calm yeah unless and it's unsafe then call the it's police. really unsafe yeah. yeah otherwise you you know you say don't worry darling i'll contact you later or you know mm. Daddy this will is see general you advice only of so course. that's normally okay if it's a really if there's a real risk then you need to hightail it to the court mm-hmm. okay, or to your lawyer and get some orders. All right, so basically the school can change details, they can provide counselling, but they can't really enforce orders, they, can't, get between they the can't stop a parent from taking a child from the school and they can't... They can't really get involved because they're not the police and they're not caught. And they're not the parent. Well, really, when you think about it, Mum, yeah. when we were teachers, I did. Oh. I was in a position once where when I was teaching, the, the mother asked us to hide the child. What did you do? Well, I didn't know what to do and I was 20 or something. <laughs> yes. um, so they put me and the child, the poor little guy, in, in, a, in a room and, yeah, just waited for the mother to come while the dad ran around outside. It was terrifying. And I don't mm. think that's a – yeah, it's a really bad situation. You're, but I think You were scared. I, I was you were scared, scared. Yes. yeah. So, I think, so teachers are people, I of think. Is the so yes. I think if you've got an issue Super that's really people. dangerous or really mm. worrying, go, get to court, mm. get court sorting it out, yep. leave the teachers out of it, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, but they have to know mm. and it just adds to their challenges. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and things like Mother's Day and Father's Day mm. uh, can be a real challenge for kids if if one parent perhaps is no longer on the scene at all or yeah. whatever. So, yes, just so, need to do it delicately. And, and their actual teacher-teacher, if it's primary school or even high school mm-hmm. with pastoral care or whoever mm-hmm. looks after the year level, if you let them know we're going through a tricky time, mm. such and such may act up, 
And so mm. that they can understand a little bit more, be a bit more empathetic. Yes. If, if the child all of a sudden goes, yes, it becomes or, different. Or not say, and, and also don't say the wrong thing if you've yeah. got someone in your class going through that. Yes. Okay. Mm. So what can you do and what can't you do? Well, you can, as far as the school goes, it mm. depends on what uh, level of parental responsibility you have. Mm. So if there are no orders, mm-hmm. then you each each parent has joint parental responsibility, which sounds confusing, but what it means is each one of you can do anything. Okay. So you can move them from class to class. You could take them out of one school and put them in another. I guess you could think of it like a driver's license. You can only operate it, the machinery. At the level you've got. So, Well, no. So, mm. so joint Joint would be you both have to be in the – oh, no, you don't both have to be in the car to drive no, it. No, that's right. Any one of you can do everything okay. in that vehicle. And then what's the other one? Uh, uh, equal shared equal parental shared responsibility. means you both have to be in the car yes, to drive it. that's right. To make the decisions. Yeah. Okay, and then sole – you can be in the car do by what yourself. you like, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. So sole parental responsibility means the other person gets no say. Equal shared parental responsibility, which is the presumption in the court and which is the most frequent order made by the court, is one where you both um, you have to consult each other and you can't just one of you do it on, on your own. You have to consult each other and try to come to agreement, go to mediation, try to come to agreement, all of these things that, that have to happen away from the school and away from the child because you don't want to ruin their education. So the, these kind of big issues are the mm. ones that are around that responsibility. So the mm. big issues are changing schools, mm-hmm. choosing schools, repeating school. Yeah. So true. when you come to those kind of decisions, again, you have to figure out are you joint, sole or... Yes. Um, do you do you have the share. power? You, in the joint, you have the power to do everything, but there may be consequences, mm. um, particularly if it goes to court. Mm. And um, the court will be pretty critical of you if you've done things without trying to work together. All right, well, let's talk about changing schools. So we did have a listener write in and said, I don't know what to do. Not that we can really provide advice no. to anybody, but um, they said, I don't know what to General do. Advice. My um, my ex has written to the schools and told them that they're leaving at the end of the term and has enrolled them in another school. Oh, so yes. that's changing schools. Yes. So what's the rules or what, what happens in that situation in court and things like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, before? that's a very bad thing to do, well, really. Hard for the children, Hard yes. for the kids, they're, especially if they've gone through a breakup and now they're going to lose their... I don't know um, how often... I don't think you were a new kid at a school. No. Ever. No. Uh, but I was. I mm. went to seven different primary schools. Holy moly. And it's... Did you get expelled a lot? <laughs> no, I did not. My mother moved a lot and every time we didn't have a car and every time we moved, mm. I had to go to the closest school. Jeez. And uh, it, it it is terrible being the new kid in the class, mm. you know, and other groups have already formed their friendships and yes. particularly at the end of term. So, look, all of that. So, you know, if you go in midway through the year as a new kid, mm. everywhere, all the friendship groups have formed and you stand out, you feel terrible. But apart from that... Um, what do the what happens in the, that situation? Well, the court, you, you go to court. So I you guess. have to you go have, to court. Well, you can try for mediation, yeah. but it doesn't sound like this person has, um, the other person has any intention of changing. Um, you, so you go through your pre-action procedures, but if it's urgent, say if school's coming up mm. soon... Um, 
you may have to put an initiating application into the court or an urgent interim application into the court and tell the court why that new school is not suitable for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It might be not suitable for the child or it might be miles away from where you live and they mostly live with you. And I did have a, a disgraceful case once where both parents enrolled the children in in different schools. Oh, dear. And they went to two different schools depending on who they, who were, they with. were with. Is that allowed in the court system? Uh, the, the judge went ballistic. I bet. Hmm. I bet. Um, and the poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. So. so um, and what was the outcome of that? What? Judge gave sole parental responsibility to one parent. So, in other words, one parent could now then just make all mm. the decisions. And that, re- regardless of whether it was like, it's because they didn't want the kids to be put through that situation. That's right. It's a big ticket thing and it's the welfare of the children. We're trying to, the court's aim is to have the children grow up to be the best that they possibly can be. Despite a divorce. Yes, that's right. And this messing around with the schooling. Mm. Yeah, they also appointed a children's lawyer, an independent children's lawyer to look at it. And I think um, in the new system, this was years ago, but in the new regime, I think you'd find yourself pretty quickly being the subject of a child impact statement Mm -hmm. so the children can explain how it feels Mm. to go to the different school on different days with different rules and Mm. So really all you're doing is highlighting to if they do take you to court, to the court, that you're not thinking about the children. They're not thinking about the children. And and really someone had to let go in, in that situation. One of the people had to say, all right, they can go there until I can get to court and prove otherwise. Gosh darn it, poor kiddos. Yeah. Okay, so changing schools is a big no-no unless you both agree or unless you've got sole parental or just you, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) There's no other person. The other parent's not involved. Yeah. Um, And you you do have an obligation, though, if the other, even if you've got sole parental responsibility, if the other parent is seeing the children Mm. um, and often they collect them from school and drop them off at school, you've got an obligation to not make um, their time with the children, the other person's time with the children, impossible to achieve or impracticable. So if you've got someone who's got the kids, say, from Tuesday to Thursday every second week and they Mm. pick and drop up from school, you can't go to another town Mm. and enrol the kids in another town because because it's not not practical unless it's very close by. Right. So you've got to make sure that it's fair and it's good for the kids but also that you're allowed to keep doing your, you know, your times with. Yes, that's right. Okay. And all of it boils down to the best interests of the kids. Mm. However, I think sometimes in parents' minds it boils down to school fees. Or that oh, kind of thing. There's a good point. So, what's the school fee situation? Okay, so so when you change the type of school, like mm. from a state school to a private school, mm. um, then it really does become kind of like a child support issue, right? Yep. Um, and child support, um, by and large, won't enforce school fees against the parent who didn't want the private school unless you can show that that parent had planned for the kids to go to a private school before they before you separated. Right. Sometimes they've signed enrolment forms. Uh, sometimes I've just seen letters or emails between the parties as they've chosen the school. Because the court's view is if it was good enough for the children to go to private school when you were together, mm. then they should continue private school. Obviously, it's the mat, what they call it is the children being educated in a manner intended by the parties. Yes, and then the silent bit there is before they separate. Yes, and they shouldn't. The children shouldn't be 
change no. back, changing just because you someone doesn't want to pay school fees and, anymore. And the kids will often, unless they're like real little ones, they'll mm. know, you know, if you yeah. put your name down at a high school or something, yeah. most kids know. And their group, friendship group or their cohort, a lot yeah. of them are going to these particular schools. Mm. So the court, um, it doesn't by and large get involved in saying one school's better than another. So a, a court won't choose a school? No. I've seen ones where they that people are next to their reviews and their NAPLAN results and compare the two and mm. all of that. And the court really says we're not in that business of choosing one school over another, mm-hmm. um, private school over state, whatever. Um, but, yes, they're guided by um, and what the intention was before. And they'll probably give parental responsibility for that issue for school to one, yeah. one parent who can't I'm, agree. So some orders do have the children will attend XYZ school mm. through consent orders mm. perhaps or through mediation. Is that a good idea? I don't usually do it. Yeah. Um, unless it's been a real fraught problem. Mm. But I always worry that the school might close down, yeah. uh, burn or, down or something. Or you have to move to a different state. Or they, yep, or they build a brand-new school next door to your house or something. Yeah. So if I do put that in an order, um, it's for clarity for the children. But I do say, or um, such other schools that, as the parents might agree. And that's general advice only because yeah, everyone's situation is different. If you've got a manipulative controlling Or violence, person, you might have to get somewhere else. You need else. to have a place yeah. <laughs> locked in in an order so there's no more fighting But it over locks it. both of you in. That's, that's the trouble. That's true. So mm. you definitely get advice about that before you name the school mm. in, in any orders. But it's funny because we always name pretty well where the pick-up and drop-off is if it's not that's happening true. at home. <laughs> and uh, it's generally, God bless them, it's the golden Mac-ish. arches. Yeah. Thanks, man. In the play, playground, yes. Um, but I think I told you about that case I read once mm-hmm. where the um, the Maccas had closed down and there was a Hungry Jacks, I think it was, over the road. Yes. And the parent wouldn't take the child over the oh road to the gosh. Hungry Jacks. And because there was no Maccas, they didn't provide any time. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. That, oh, that's a special I kind of person. I can't tell you how much the judge appeared to love that person. Oh, I not. Bet you they did not love that person <laughs> at all. See, in the end, I think if you look at it in the long run, yeah. um, for people in this difficult schooling mm. situation, you, maybe your ex is being difficult with the schools or change the school or threatening to change the school or doing sorts of crazy things like refusing mm-hmm. to go toward the other side because the other Maccas is closed mm. down. But when you get back in front of a judge over mm. those kind of issues, the comeuppance does come. It, so it, I, it does. You know, so I think those... And, and the kids remember, you know, you're, you're wrecking their school years mm. um, when they should be... That's their safe place, really. Mm, that no. you know, home is a bit different. Mum might have moved, Dad might have moved. Yeah. So don't don't do that to your kids. So choosing schools, changing schools. Yep. So if if you if you're fighting over which school to go to for high school, mm. try mediation. Absolutely. And and try and get an agreement that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? At that at mediation, that's mm. where you would produce the evidence you've got that your school's really the one you want is the, the best school for yeah, you. You might this. say, look, it's got a, a really good. I don't know, woodworking group or it's it's got, you know, yeah. um, computer, a better computer uh, course, something like that, and yeah. see if you can't genuinely persuade. Or you might look at their evidence from the school and go, oh, I didn't know they had a special um, ASD unit, mm. um, autistic spectrum disorder unit. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe your school is right. So, yeah, go with an open mind. Okay. Um, just don't take 
positions, if you yes. can, and mediation will work. But if you go to court, the judge isn't keen to just choose one or the other. So they'll just uh, choose a parent. They'll choose a parent to have sole responsibility and it might not be you. Yeah. So try and be a little bit open. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Then there's repeating. Repeating yes. at year level, which, I mean, it doesn't happen it's, too often. No. But is that a, what if one parent's like, no, no, I don't agree to the repeat, yeah. and the other parent is like, no, I do want them to repeat. You've made it this far. You've separated or made the decision, and that's a big deal, and that takes courage, and we totally respect that. The problem now is you don't know what the next step is to do. You might have some idea, but you're worried it might be costly or you might make a mistake. We don't all have a lawyer on speed dial to ask those little questions swirling through our minds or to fully explain the process in plain speak. If this is you, you've come to the right place. This course was created because I wished I'd known what I do now. Lynn knows the law and we both know what it is like getting divorced. It was during my divorce that she realised how much more support and information is needed for people going through this process. Knowledge is power. We're all capable of learning and doing things to help us to get to a better life. Mum and I want to give this knowledge and know-how to you and save you money while we're at it. Empower, educate and equip yourself with the legal know-how and the tools you need to get your divorce, property settlement and children's matters finally settled. Work through the course at your own pace without feeling confused, lost, scared or overwhelmed with family law legal jargon and processes. If you're ready, join us at www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and click on Find Out More about the DIY Divorce Blueprint. Repeating. Repeating yes. at year level, which, I mean, it doesn't happen it's, too often. No. But is that it's, a – what if one parent's like, no – no, I don't agree to the repeat, yeah. and the other parent is like, no, I do want them to. My experience is that topic doesn't come up unless someone from the school raises it. Yes. Because the normal expectation is a child will progress through the levels. Yes. So if there's a suggestion from the teacher or the some, even in a casual conversation that maybe your child should repeat, mm. I think ask the school to, to get a proper assessment and give you something in concrete. Right. Um, if, if you then have a document that recommends repeating, uh, then you, the child should repeat. If you did take the matter to mediation, that document's very strong to have in your te- your corner. Mm-hmm. And if you have to go to court, the court will rely on the experts. Yeah. Okay. So they, so, they, they don't have any option. They'll just take the guidance of the experts. Well, the school says this, school. so that's what we're going to do. Yes. Yes. Hopefully you don't have to get there. Well, it's also traumatic and expensive. I know. And, and the court is really keen on and us lengthy. with those. Yes. And these pre-action procedures are important, but mm-hmm. there's always going to be a lag. I feel like sometimes, though, when it comes to these kind of issues, if they're people that are, you know, they're kind of divorced it's kind of amicable, hmm. but then they, it's about their children. So then it does become a passionate issue. Oh, absolutely. For some, or they're just, everything's a, a fight. Um, but I think a lot of people don't understand what the rules are. And so they think, do you know what I mean? That, yes. that once they get in front of a judge, that it'll be fine. Oh, no. <laughs> so I think, I think yeah. really it, there needs to be an education out there so that they know. Mm. Um, what the implications are of not agreeing on something, what the implications are of stopping yep. it or changing schools. So, And then maybe that would stop people from doing it. Well, but you only find out, people only find out when they end up in court. Yes. I mean, I think it, it sometimes can be mistaken for a legal issue. Yes. When it's really a parenting, yeah. um, social welfare issue. Yes. Um, and, and if you find yourself in constant conflict with your ex, 
maybe look at yourself as well. Don't yeah. just blame the other person. Maybe get some counselling. You know, is it me? Am I? Have I got triggers that make me react yeah. about this? Yeah. You know, did you in the past, we were talking about repeating, were well, you kept back a year and did you hate it and has that left a stigma mm. on you? Mm. Or are you saying it because your ex was kept back a year mm. and you want to sort of rub it in? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jeez. just don't be, yeah. <laughs> don't be that mum, don't be that dad. All right. So I guess another one, it's not really a big issue, but uh, it is a uh, topic that comes up a lot mm. is extracurricular activities. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it is mentioned in a lot of things. Yeah, it is. It's relevant to child support. Yes. Relevant to time the kids spend and just generally their their future. So what happens if, say, the kids your kids start school and mm. they've always done choir and choir happens to be on a Thursday or a Friday or a, or a Monday mm. or a Tuesday or whatever day you do your handover day and choir rehearsal becomes part of the other person's handover routine? What happens then? Or they've got it in their time. In their time. Well, you'd hope that the children can continue the things that they did Mm. um, after you've separated. Mm. But there are some people who say, not in my time, or they might legitimately say, I've only got her or him for a couple of days Mm. and I don't want to have it on that. And so in that case, you need to find a workaround, I think. Um, It's certainly not something to go to court for. Yes. Uh, It would be if you happen to be in court for other things maybe, but... How awful for the child if the parent is begrudgingly dragging them to choir, being upset, you know, resist. Even even if you don't say anything, mm. kids know, mm. you know, when you're when you're just. But what doing if they're it going to be an opera singer when they grow up and they need and and just they miss out on going to choir because well because they they are owing time to the other parent. Yeah, no. I, what you do is work around it. Mm. There must be other choirs in your area. There mm-hmm. must be other rehearsals. Find mm-hmm. something in your time. Yep. You know, don't, just don't make everything a battle. Or even, even have a chat with the teacher, see if they can change the rehearsal Yes, day. or, or get private really, lessons. really keen. Yeah. 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 Something. There's always a way around. Okay, so there, there is Or no... they go every second week when they're in your care and they work, um, they, the teacher records the choir group oh, and the other week and, and they can practice with it. So there's no orders or rules or anything when it comes to extracurricular activities? I, it does crop up in orders. Yeah. Um, it crops up in orders where the sometimes it's an order that each person will take them mm-hmm. to their um, activities that they're currently doing and mm-hmm. the court might list them or the court might say, um, no one's to book up any curricular, extracurricular, curricular 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 activities, curricular activities. Um, in the that'll impact on the other person's time without their consent, right. and that's just common sense. Yes, yeah, it'd be pretty yeah. silly to do. That and even you. if you've got like you don't have an obligation to consult with stuff, it does. If it impacts on their time with the child, even if you've got sole parental responsibility, then you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. all right. So we've looked at changing schools, choosing schools, repeating extracurricular activities, what the school can do, what the school can't do. Basically, mm. they're not a court, they're not a police officer. No. What you can do, you can just notify the school, keep them informed. Yeah. But let's look at our five tips. Okay. So we thought about things that maybe people don't know. Yes. Uh, and it would be good for them to know. All right. So number one, mum, is keeping the school up to date. So yeah. what do you mean by that? We talked about that. Just, yeah. They don't need every gory detail. Yes. Um, I, there's a precedent letter I've done in our course, but 
to let them know that there's something going on, it's separation and, and the child might be a bit tense and they may get different people checking in or mm. it might say what, who's going to be the contact main contact person on what day, something mm. like that. Mm. Yeah, keep and the them different in the loop. Contact yep. And when you get to final orders, even though the court can't enforce them, they do need to know the court about. Can, uh, sorry, the, the, school the school can't. Oh, I need a second well, coffee. It is a bit early <laughs> it in the is morning, 7 Laura. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So, so yes. So, even though the school can't enforce them, they need to know. Okay. All right. So that's number one. Keep the school informed, mm-hmm. but maybe not all the gory details because no. schools are a bit gossipy. <laughs> well, they are, and um, you that will stay on the child's record. Yes. So we don't, and and what if it ended up subpoenaed in court? Yes. And you're slamming off on your ex-partner. Well, that's one of the other tips. Okay. So number three, so we'll jump to number jump three. Jump to number three. Oh. Now, tip number three, schools can be subpoenaed. So yes. what, 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 what's your message to anyone listening today? What's that mean? Don't say or write or do anything that you don't want ultimately to be known by the court and by the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, your children can use the student counsellor, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid the student counsellors can be subpoenaed. Some student counsellors, um, I think, we should ask our daughter, my mm. daughter, um, my other daughter, my favourite. psychologist. My favourite daughter. <laughs> and a school was a school counsellor. <laughs> She's going to be on here too. I know. Yes, but we should ask her. But I think sometimes the psychologists make very skinny notes if they are it, there's a likelihood of their yes. documents being subpoenaed so that they can still talk frankly to the children. The children have got a safe place without it going back to the other parent mm. potentially. Okay, so tip number three, because we skipped number two, is subpoena. What was number two? We'll get to number two. <laughs> Schools can be subpoenaed if you go to court, which yeah. means the other side can read mm. whatever you've written ever, so don't be telling I, them I honestly anything. think. Anyone you talk or write to in in this process, just expect it to turn up somewhere. Yeah, and that's even on your even if you, Instagram accounts, even if you're writing to a friend. Well, even if you phone the school, they'll make a note. They will. They will. So, so you just you, you need to just behave with grace and dignity at all times. Yes, and give the information that's needed. Yes, and and go and talk to a friend who's yes. silent. There's the poor t- poor people at the schools trying to navigate this, you know, know. and they're just there for the kids. Yeah. Okay, so keep the school up to date with orders. Number two, we kind of did cover anyway, was heads up if there's any events happening or if, you know, there's separation issues that may be causing problems with behaviour. Sometimes if the kids are going to see a um, family report writer, Mm -hmm. they may act up a little bit afterwards because some of the questions can be very unsettling. Um, Sometimes, in spite of a person's best efforts, the kids know that there's mediation coming up or that there's um, a court date coming up mm. and uh, it's very hard for them to go to school and behave as if nothing's going on. Mm. Um, also, too, on those days when you do have mediation or, or maybe court, a different person might be collecting the children that yeah. afternoon. Yep. So make sure you've told the court that told the school that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I like to give the kids a bit of a heads up because okay. – um, I do know one kid who spent the whole day in detention because so giving the someone school told a heads them up. that the judge was going to decide where he was going to live that day. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess people, I, they're so focused on their case or people are so focused on going to court and that yeah. whole situation is really scary. 
that that vibe can rub off on the children, they whether know. you like it or not, because you're not skipping in the kitchen wearing yep. your active wear going to no, gym, you know. Right. So the kids pick up on stuff. So definitely notify the school, give them a heads up, the primary, the teacher particularly, hey, little Johnny might be a bit off today because there's something going on. You don't even have to tell them what. You don't, well, if you're walking out the door in good clothes mm. and you don't normally work, yes. I mean, the kids are on to it. Yeah. Okay, um, number four. Okay, so when it comes to school, you're both allowed to attend events. Hmm. So let's talk about that topic. Yes, unless you're barred from it, you're both allowed to attend the events. Um, And that's good for the kids. If you've got a child doing performance, they they look up, they can see both parents. Yeah. you don't have to sit next to the other person. But you both have to suffer through award nights. However bad it is. Very long, very long <laughs> ceremonies at school. Yeah. So, yeah, so you both have, you both are entitled to attend. Yes. I know some families that I see, like we went it's, to an end of year thing the other day and, you know, the families I knew were separated were sitting together. Yes. I knew at least three at that time yes, that was sitting lovely. together and that was lovely because the kids just zone in look or they can see everyone yes you know even it, even I knew one group didn't really particularly like each other no, but I mean it gives the child a nice feeling to see mm. all the people they love in one yes. place but don't feel bad if that's not you if no. you can't do it you know maybe there has DV, been violence be careful. domestic yeah. violence any of those issues or whether you're really just worried you're going to somehow accidentally end up back with them mm. because it's manipulative and controlling mm-hmm. or so if you have to sit separately sit separately or that it might it's end not up the end of the world David. <laughs> There's probably a million other kids with parents that are sitting separately Honestly, as well. The days where a separated family was the exception mm. are long gone. Yes. So, Mum, you, you did say that if you're if anyone was worried yeah. about being at the same event, you had some strategies. Uh, and that was something like staggering. Yeah, stagger your arrival times. Um, make sure you stay with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't go, especially with school events. There's nothing eerier than a school after dark. You I know. know. They light up. They light up the hall, don't they? Yeah, but they don't light anything. They don't else light up. anything well, else. I guess up. they don't have any lights. No, it's them. just it's weird. It is it's, a little because creepy. I think it's because the teachers will get there in daylight and then yes. they don't think. But anyway, so that's it's always a bit fraught or getting back to your car. Take a friend with you if you like. Mm-hmm. They're, they're rarely um, ticketed. You can. They, they were during COVID. A lot oh, of stuff was true. ticketed. They but, limited it to two people oh, only. And then you're like, yeah. no. But now it. you can bring your grandma yeah, or you can your mum, grandma. grandma, dad, granddad, a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, by and large, people will behave themselves yes. in a yeah. public place. If there is domestic violence, do you, does, does the school know about that? Yes. Yes. So but they should. can't do anything either. No. So but, they're just aware of it. Well, they sometimes will stagger like the parent teachers mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. They can factor that in, give it on different days. Yeah. Um, it just gives them a warning to be extra clear yes. with everybody. Yeah. And also uniform pickups and stuff like that can be staggered. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I feel sorry for them really yeah, at the no. school. The schools have got a lot going on. Yes. And their their whole focus But so does anybody be. who has DV. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, the children have probably been through DV. They're probably then. even worse. Yeah. Yes. So their whole focus really should be on the children and, and creating that safe environment for the children. And they can't do that unless they know. Yeah. So give them the DV order. Okay. And number five, sharing information, photos, report cards. That's a biggie in a lot of mm. court orders. Well, yes, there's a lot of old court orders we used to do, which which put the onus on one parent mm. so that, you know, that the father will provide the mother with copies of all report cards and any, you know, newsletters, et cetera, et cetera. And then we got a bit smarter and and then we said, 
um, orders like this order authorises the school because we can't make an order about the school because they're not parties to the marriage. The court can only make an order on mum or dad. Um, but it's an authority for the school to provide um, each the other parent with this information, and we did it with medical as well. Mm. You know, this is authority for them to do. Um, but even that was a bit on the clunky side, and now they've got, uh, with all of these apps and everything, um, they just say that uh, one parent or another should, um, if you've made an appointment and you're co-sharing, uh, co-parenting, um, that you put that appointment in the app. Mm. So mm. there's about three or four different apps and sometimes you can set up an email address that you both access. That's yep. really handy. Mm -hmm. The court appreciates that. I mean, the days when you had a physical newsletter. Or a physical report card. Physical, yeah, yeah, you don't even get them now. No, I, uh, no. But maybe NAPLAN still is physical for some mm. reason because I guess that's Queensland government. But, yeah. <laughs> but but report cards mainly are online. Oh, that's so, great. So it all just gets emailed. So if you if you can definitely think, considering... Taking the onus off one parent, and it always you mustn't is, even when it, you're together, yeah. there's always one parent that's in charge of yeah. reading the newsletter yes. and, and sorting it all out. Yeah. If you have separated and that onus always was on you, um, the best thing you can do is get one of those parenting apps like Our mm. Children mm. Um, or Our Family Wizard. It has a joint email address yeah. that and the that school just sends all the report cards, all the newsletters, all the information, all the emails from the teachers to that email address, and then the, the program emails it separately to your normal email address so oh, you don't have to log in to yeah, that email it, you just yeah. get it in Divides your normal email um, oh, that's the really beauty good. of that is all the things about the children whether it's medical or school mm. it all goes yeah in there so it's collated so it's kind of like a filing system yes and if any, nobody else has. oh there you go and <laughs> if they say, if the other side says you didn't send it to them you've, you've got, got the proof, proof. Yep. yes so okay. it takes the onus off you of having to go, oh, did I send that report well, card? Oh, did I send this? Did I send well, that? The serious consequence of that onus on you, if the order says that the mother or the father, mm. one of you has to do it for the other, there are so many opportunities for you to miss something mm. and then be in breach or in contravention of the orders. And if you've got a t litigious person, like someone who loves to take you to court, mm. takes you to court over it. Um, you're being in trouble. You will be in trouble because so, there's an order. So don't don't agree to orders like that. Yeah. Set up a system and that a, you're not responsible then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't make the responsibility yours. No, like, or the other person's. Yeah. And I'm really happy to hear, that, mm. not putting your brother in it or anything, but I do remember one year there was a newsletter I missed and uh, I had to fish it out the bottom of his bag. It mm. was covered at, around Easter holidays. Oh, gross. And no old egg. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, we don't. Newsletters are all online Okay, now. and, you know, that's good for the photos as well because in, school photos were another issue for sharing. School photos, unfortunately, not yet online. No, but, <laughs> but the, you can the link. Yes, yeah. you can link. I, yeah. Even that when I was teaching, you could do that. Mm. So, you know, so things that's are getting the worrying better. things. Yeah, but, I think but so. when it comes to sharing information, I think it also means if the teacher emails you where, um, and not the other party, you should say, hey, just letting you know the teacher said little Johnny's having trouble at school. That yes. kind of thing? Yes. Yeah? Yes, I think so. I think um, you could probably, if the teacher's only emailed one of you, mm. maybe ask there's the a reason yeah, to oh, do it to true. both yeah. uh, or, and ask their permission to put it to the other party. Yeah. And, and if not, just let the other side know that such and such says that he's playing it. What mm. can we do to support him? But yeah. to stop you from getting in trouble if you go to court, only getting emails from the teacher and the other's not... 
definitely give the school give, a joint email. In fact, only or, give them the joint email. Or say, this is my email, this is their email. Yes. But you must email both of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. But that's general advice only because if you've got DV or if yes. there's other situations going on, please go see a lawyer. Mm. So anybody, all of this is general advice. Mm. It's just mum pouring her brain out. <laughs> but it's every situation is so different. I know. Yeah. But we're just chatting over coffee here at the <laughs> An yes. ungodly hour of the morning, Laura. <laughs> so today, Mum, we've talked about, you know, what schools can do, which mm. is pretty much nothing apart from mm. teach a kid, um, what they can't do, which mm. is a lot. They just really are the brunt of it, really. I feel sorry for them. What what you can do and what you can't do, you know, the big issues about changing schools, mm. choosing schools, repeating uh, extracurricular activities. And then our five tips are number one, keep the schools up to date. Number two, give the teachers any head up, heads up if there's an, an event that may cause behavioral issues. Number three, the school can be subpoenaed. So careful mm. what you write. Yeah. Um, number four, you're both allowed to attend events unless otherwise said mm-hmm. so. So do um, it safely. So do it safely or do it together. Um, all the best to you if you can. Mm. And number five is sharing information. Make sure that you've got a joint email address. And if not, if they send you something that should be shared, share it. Yes. Yeah. With their permission. I think that's good, Laura. Wow. And everyone Auntie is Chris- going, Auntie Chrissy, thank you for that. Auntie topic. Chrissy will be pleased. <laughs> and, and we're going back, everybody's going back to school soon. Very soon. Mm. So um, hopefully, everybody who's listening, all our listeners, if you've got kids going to school or starting school, exciting. Or starting high school. I know. Um, there's some exciting stuff going on in our family this year yeah. and all our nephews and nieces and everybody. And we so, haven't even touched on uniforms, Laura. I know. Or books or costs. Oh, dear. But that's really a child supporty issue yeah and a did, practicality issue if you've if you've got questions about uniforms or books mm. check out the uh child support episode we did at the end of <sighs> last year called all the questions you you don't want to ask yes and in that we discuss about who pays for uniforms and what uh, about good books. so yeah, check good. that out um because that is another whole issue well in itself. And who keeps them at their place and, yes uh. and if anybody out there is going through any hard times right now and, hugs yeah we hugs for you guys um if you are writing in that's great but please know I'm not a lawyer yeah. and mum doesn't monitor the emails. I flick some to mum, but we don't have – Mum actually so runs, many. Still is doing law yeah. like for, for actual clients and there's so many emails that we can't keep up at no. the moment. So I'm going to create an auto response. Mm. But please do write in if you have questions because we do sit down and go through them before we do a, an episode. Yes. and it guides um, us and sometimes. And it guides us. Yes. So definitely keep sending in your questions and, you know, hopefully we can get back to those who have emailed us, but at the moment we – are a little bit flooded. We so. are a little bit flooded. But you can come That's along to our webinar. Yes. Which is coming up at the end of the year and the beginning of February, uh, end, of, end of the year, <laughs> uh, end of this month and early, and early February. February. So, so jump on the website, yeah, go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au, click on the webinar button and then book in. Choose your session. So one, I think, is the 31st of January. Yes. Mm. And the other one, maybe 4th of February. I can't Something remember. Something like that afterwards. Yeah. So yes. Um, and But the great part about the webinar is and you can sit, sit in there and listen to us talk and guide, but then you can ask mum questions. Yes. <laughs> it's the one chance you can gra- get to grab her. Um, so, and if any of our members are listening, we always do our live Q&A afterwards. So we will email all our members that link so you can come along to our members question where we, you just fire your questions away at mum because yep. you're our beautiful members. I love it. Actually, it reminds me like of a nerd's version of the chaser or, or 
You know, oh, where you have to answer the question. Uh, answer the question. I feel like I've got to, yep, I know the answer to that. Press the button. <laughs> yeah, poor mum puts her on her toes. Cause, yeah. Because when I ask her questions on the podcast, we can pause it till she, you know, digs it out of her memory, which isn't very often we have to do no. that. But when we're doing the live Q&A, sometimes mum has to think fast. It'll keep yeah. you young, mum. It keeps me young. Well, yes. and also, too, I don't know what people are going to say. I know. It <laughs> keeps you on your toes. Yes, but at least it's general advice It's only. general advice yeah. only. All right. Um, stay tuned everyone for the next episode and take care. Bye. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.